This is the South Bend Beat Podcast, presented by Alpha Dog Agency. This week on South Bend Beat, we have Dominic Parisi. I've been wanting to get Dominic on the podcast for a while. He has quite the story. He owned Parisi Tailor Shop for about 30 years over near Notre Dame, and he came to the United States from Italy when he was 20 years old. And uh, he has quite the expansive family on the Italian side here. If you've enjoyed Italian food in the city of South Bend, it's likely it's been related to Dominic one way or another. So we're going to talk about uh, growing up in Italy, the move over here when he was just 20 years old and didn't speak any English, and everything that followed after that. Enjoy. All right, Dominic. Hi there. Thank you uh, for taking the time out of your Thanksgiving day to come by today. Well, I'd be glad to be here. <laughs> let's, uh, let, let's start from the beginning. You, so uh, you came over from Italy, but where exactly in Italy were you born? I was born in Locri, Italy, in January 18, 1939. 1939. Right. So what was what was childhood in Italy like? The childhood it wasn't too bad. Uh, you know, as I grew up, my uh, parents and my mother always questioned me what I wanted to be, what I wanted like to do when I get uh, at my age, you know, beyond 20, 21. And I always, my passion was just to be a mechanic. And, um, but uh, my mother says, no, you're not going to be a grease monkey. She <laughs> says, you come home, you know, you get old grease. And the reason I, I was a... Uh, Really, uh, to be a mechanic, because I I was a it was a mechanic in my hometown, which was a uh, deaf and uh, mute, and the only way you can tell about what's wrong with a car, but putting his hand on a car, and he would tell you what the problem was. Really? Yeah. And that's what I wanted to to go to to be a mechanic on his place. But my mother says, no, you're not going to be. So I started going to school at six years old, going to first grade. And she told me, says, when you get off from school, you're going to go start learning to sewing. So on and off, while I was going to school, I finished my fifth grade in, in Italy. It's just like a high school over here. Fifth grade is like yeah. finishing high oh, school? Oh, yeah, what they do, yeah. what do in the high school you're doing the fifth grade, and you have everything, geography, history, math, and everything all on the height, you know, like you're doing over here in a high school. But anyway, that's beside the point. I, she sent me to go. I six, when I get off from uh, the school, I would go to the tailoring, learning tailoring. And my when I was about in my 20, I was already a tailor. But I was working with my godfather. My godfather was my teacher. 
And uh, one day I was uh, going downtown, walking around, and a friend of mine on uh, from uh, my sem- my hometown. He says, "Aren't you the son of so and so? You know that the father was born in in United States." I says, "Yeah." He says, "You know what? It's, you write a letter at the embassy in Nepal, the American embassy in Nepal." He says that. All firstborn from 1939 to 1942, they should be a naturalized citizen. So I wrote a letter, and um, it was about four months, four or five months, they answered because they used to take the information in the United States and then send it back. And then, um, I wasn't paying attention anymore about the letter because it was, I says, I don't know if it's true or it's not. And they told me I was uh, working in in bar, like a bartender. Was it about six months down in the road? They called me, they told me to go to Naples at the American Embassy to pick up my passport. American passport. So oh boy, I catch you off guard a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it catch yeah. me off guard because I I wasn't expecting anything anymore, and so. So how old are you at this point? My twenty. Twenty. Okay. Twenty years old, and uh, so I went to Naples when I I went to Naples to get my to get my passport. I couldn't believe it, it was American passport. I says, oh, that's time for me to. Uh, go away because uh, in the same talking at Italy it's my, my country you know I was born and raised there so I cannot say it's not my country but it's not giving me as much this country United States would give me um, in Italy I used to say well you get a chicken but United States can give you an airplane yeah <laughs> so I said, I'm going to go where I can get the airplane instead of the chicken. And the other the other fact is that when uh, you go to the bank to get for a loan, you had, a, you had for uh, maybe $100 to get a loan. You have to have somebody to sign you to be a, a guarantor. Mm-hmm. When I came to this country, after I started charge and every credit i can go to the bank and and get a credit get money and you know and uh, get a loan and so and that's all total the difference between here and italy so right then at 20 years old you knew you were going to come to the united states yes when uh when i got the ticket for uh to come in this country the the guy in the agency he told me, he says, I got a friend in South Bend. I said, where's South Bend? He says, it's in the United States. I says, well. And, uh, You're like, all right, whatever. <laughs> okay. I it's says, a- hey, it's, that's the United States. I'll go there. i go in South Bend. I could have been in Boston. I could have been in New York. So how, take uh, take us through the trip getting over here. Did you did you fly over? Did you come No, uh, I boat? I just came by boat. Uh, the, the boat name was the Constitution. I left Italy. Uh, March 30th, 
and I arrived in, in uh, New York on the... Ellis Island? Yes. Ellis Island. Yeah, and uh, I got in New York uh, Palm Sunday. It was uh, April 10th. That was Palm Sunday when I got in New York. So you... Uh, and you... Now there's... Even then heavy Italian influence in South Bend. And then from your side of the family, you were kind of the first one here. And we've had so many that have followed after you. Um, so many of the Italian businesses and restaurants around town right. would have come after you uh, because you came to South Bend. Um, how many siblings uh, did you have or do you have? Uh, we were five siblings. Okay. The, the four boys and one girls. And how many of them came over? None. None. I was the only one first when I left. First one. Yeah, I left it. And you're the oldest, right? Yeah, I'm the oldest. Yeah. I left it, and it, they were still there. But the the thing that the thing what gives me the citizenship, the naturalization, first because born. I was first born, and my father was born in this country. There were four siblings on my father's side. There are two brothers and two sisters which the, at the time when I left, they all were living in, in Italy because his father took them for the trip to go to Italy. They were living over here in, in New York, in Brooklyn, but they took them for the trip for vacation. And when uh, they got there, maybe a month later, he was called to come back over here. And my father, my grandfather, they got killed. So all the siblings that stay there, they grew up and they, they just got married and they stay there. But when I came in this country, after I came over here, I made the application for my father to come in this country. And he came two years later. I came in 1960 and he came in 1962. So take us through... Um the immediate aftermath of you pull into Ellis Island, you're on American soil. I mean, what happens then? Oh, uh, the thing that happened that I can speak English. Some, <laughs> not a lick of English. Not a lick of English. <laughs> not a word. That I, and uh, the lady that picked me up at, at the at the piers, he says, "Where are you going?" I says, "I'm going." She was speaking in Italian, so I I could talk to her. He says, I'm going to South Bend, Indiana. He says, you stay right over here. He says, I will get somebody to pick you up and take you to the train station, a central, uh, New York Central. And uh, and from there, they put you on the train and you go where you're supposed to go in, in uh, South Bend. So she put me a little tag on, on, uh, on my chest and says, barrier language. I could speak English. So the the guy, the engineer that checked for the ticket, mm -hmm. he said, made a motion for me to sit down and stay there. He would let me know when it's out Ben and I can get out. Well, it was a train to keep on going and going. So I'm looking and I didn't know where, where we were at, you know. 
And this was overnight. I stayed overnight on the train. And I came, I arrived in South Bay at 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so I didn't know what where I was going. And did you have someone waiting for you in South I, Bay? I was at uh, that guy from the agency, travel agency. He said, I have a friend there. He'll pick you up when you arrive in South Bend. And this was Peter Ustino. Okay, yeah. There. And he he picked me up and uh, and he took him over his house. I stayed with him a couple of days. And then I, I found, a, uh, we found an apartment. Because it was a, the same guy that told me I had the right to be an American citizen. He was already over here in this country. He was already over here in South Bend. And so we meet together and we stayed together for about a year, year and a half. We and what, went, what we, were you doing to pay the rent? We had what the money we had when I left Italy. I had mm -hmm. some money and we exchanged it and he had some money. So we found the apartment on North Dam Avenue and we were staying there. Meanwhile, we weren't about to stay. We wanted a roof off our head instead of the food, the food you can get by, you get something to, to what, eat. What you would know. you eat? What, what would your diet well, consist for, of? My diet was for two weeks, we eat bananas. Nothing but bananas? Nothing about bananas. For two weeks? For two weeks. Within it, we couldn't, we didn't have enough money. We already just paid the rent for the room and then left over the money. That was enough for just to buy it. Banana was five cents a, a pound. At the time, a loaf of bread was seven cents. Uh, now you can't even touch it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so we we stay there. Well, one day it was on Sunday, and we get off and we started walking right on on North Dam Avenue, going towards North Dam, and we saw this gentleman, dark, dark uh, hair, and. I noticed, uh, the sense was telling me that he's, a, he's Italian. Mm -hmm. So he was outside with the one of the little girl, the, his own little girl was walking with him. I, and he asked him, he said, hi boys, where are you guys going? I says, uh, the kid that was with me, he could speak a half English, a little better, and he understand it. And uh, he told him, he says, we're going to Take a walk by over here in Notre Dame. He says, are you guys Italian? I says, yes, we are. He says, I'm Italian too. I'm from Gioza. Gioza? When he said Gioza, I says, oh, I'm from Locri. We both are from Locri. I says, where in Gioza? He says, Gioza Superior. He says, well, so he introduced himself. He was a Rocco Amaduri. And so he called his wife, Julia. He said, hey, Julia, come on over. Come on outside. There's got some uh, friends from Italy over here. And he says, uh, you guys at eight already? I says, you know what? I'll tell you the truth. It's been two weeks. That's all we've been eating, bananas. He says, what? He says, yeah, come on in. So he told Julia, he says, put some spaghetti and meatballs and some bread so there's two boys so they can have something to eat. It was a blessing. It was a real blessing because then we started talking to him, and he says, "Well, you know what?" He says, "I can give you work for one of you guys, but the other one, he says, I can." 
Well, he gave work to the other guy because he was speaking a little better English. But as the time went by, I started working for a landscaping company. Another Italian guy had a landscaping. And I worked with him about six months. And then I knocked on the, on the door back again at Rocky. I said, Rocco, I says, come on, you got two plays. Let me have. Let and, me. When, and so our listeners know when you say Rocco's, we're talking Rocco's Pizza. Rocco's, Rocco's Pizza, yeah. yeah. He, he was over here, but oh, it was the first one to open in South Bend. And it was established. But they, he had the little one on, on uh, San Luis, but he had another one on 23. Whereas uh, we're like coaches, isn't coaches it? right now? Okay. He used to call it the Amber. Okay. And I told him, I says, why don't you give me a job there? He says, he says, I, I can't. He says, I don't have, I don't have, you know, enough work for you. You know, and I says, just enough, pay me enough so I can pay the rent. So he says, let me talk to my wife. He says, I talk to Julia and says, and see what she says. Finally. Just two days later, he, he called me. He says, yeah, he says, come on over. He says, you can start working for me. But before this happened, when I came in this country, a week later from I put the foot over here inside, man, Uncle Sammy says, I want you. <laughs> you got drafted. I got drafted. A week later. Me a week later. They sent me a card that says you you needed to report at such and such a place. What was going through your mind getting I said, I didn't even get over here yet, and you wanted to go on the service? <laughs> so I talked to Rocco. Rocco had his uncle. It's, uh, he's, um, he was on the board, a draft board. He says, don't worry about it. We're going to go talk to my uncle. He says, I'll do something for you. So I went there. <sighs> George Stratagas was his name. He's done long life. He passed, and he says, um, "I'm going to give an extension." So he extended one year uh, up to the the extension. The year gave me a time for prepared the papers for my father to come in this country. A year later, in '62, '61, yeah, '61. My father was back in this country. Now, soon he got over here. He did the application for the rest of the family. My my wife, my mother, and uh, my four, my three brothers, mother and a sister. And they came in this country in 1962. I I was saying, no, they came after 62 because. Uh, in 63, I left it to go in the service during the Vietnam War, and I didn't, I didn't see them. I didn't see them till I got back in 66. So I think they were, in, after I left on 63 to go to Vietnam, then when they, they got over here. But after... So you were serving in Vietnam from right. 63 to 66. Six, yes. But uh, after I got over here, and my father uh, established that we, have, we bought a home and uh, we had a house on the Hill Street. And um, when uh, I left, I worked for Rocco two years from 
sixty one to sixty three till I left to go in the, in the service. And uh, I serviced for two years in Okinawa during the Vietnam War. I didn't see any actions, but I was a I was drafted in that time. And you met your wife. Yes, while I was in Okinawa, that's when I, I met the, my my wife. And uh, you're grinning. <laughs> I was I, well, you know what? I was a uh, again. Uh, I was again now to go what they call leave. You know, after five o'clock. How was take. your English at this point when you went to Vietnam? You know, when I went to Vietnam, I I, I could speak English. It took him six months to pick it up, but mm-hmm. I was a, I was I could. You know, get along with the people and talk and, and answer back. Uh, but the, one day I was on, uh, I got out from the barracks and I was going to go to the movie. And I went to the post exchange, you know, for the military. Right on the corner I saw a nice looking girl. And there was another guy with me. We used to hang around together. And I told Danny, I think I'm going to go see and talk to that girl. And he says, no, you're not going to talk to her because I'm going to go talk to her. Uh-oh. I says, okay, go ahead. <laughs> so he got in and got to talk to her. <clears throat> Once uh, he got to talk to her, I, I, told, I told her, I says, do you have any other sister or girlfriend that she like to go out. She says, yeah, I got my aunt. My aunt, she likes Italian. I says, I'm going to introduce to you to my aunt. I says, okay, when are you going to do that? And he says, <laughs> next week. Uh, I says, okay, I'll see you. She, they were leaving it right across where I was stationed in, the, in my barracks. And uh, so that's so all I had to do, walk the gate and walk right straight on their door. So I got out of one one afternoon after five o'clock, and I went I went there, and I says, "Is Jackie over here?" She says, uh, "No, she's not. She's out." I says, "Okay, I'll, I'll come back. You know what time she's coming back?" She says, "About about an hour." She went to shop. So I went back again later on, you know, and I say, "Ask for Jacqueline." And uh, she was there. She was home. He says, "Come on in. Come on in." He says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get my aunt, and so you can talk to her, you know." And uh, oh, and it's uh, I, I started. That's where I, I, you know, I met my wife and I started talking to her. That's now, where did she the, speak English? My wife. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's uh, yeah. She, she was speaks fluent English. with English fluent, at that fluent point. Already at that English. point. Yes, because they in the Philippines, they do first language that's English. Plus their own. Okay. Yeah. So at, at what point from that 63 to 66 in Vietnam, at what point is it where, you're, where you meet her? Well, I met her there. It was about maybe uh, two, three months later that I got in oh, Okinawa. Really? Yeah. So when you came back in 66, did she come with you? No. No. I was engaged with her. Okay. Uh, we got engaged. How did you propose? 
<laughs> I just uh, I just thought her sister because she was living with her sisters, mm -hmm. and I says I like your your sister. I, I don't know if she likes me, but I I would like to to get married when uh, when the time's out and when I get out of the service. And she says, uh, well, let me talk to my husband and see what my husband I got to say. Her husband was, uh, her name was Jack. And uh, so she talked to her, her uh, husband and uh, she said, well, Dominic looks like a nice guy, you know, and I hadn't seen anything wrong for her not to get married with him because there were other people, other guys, military guys, but that, they didn't like them. They didn't, for some reason, they didn't like it. But her, uh, Jack, her husband, he liked me. I don't know if it was because of my attitude, the way I was uh, handling myself with the, with the, and so before I left, and the other thing I, was this, uh, when I talked to her niece, she says, yeah, my aunt was Miss Philippines in over here in Okinawa. I says, what? I says, yeah, she's a, she's a Miss Philippines and for for the Japanese for the Philip for the Okinawan. I says, well, I like to see her. I says, <laughs> <laughs> and so and after I got introduced and we we got along for for a while and then one one night I was trying to this is a funny part I was trying after so long you know I. I never, I never done anything wrong, you know, to her. I never touched her or anything like that, you know. I only think we were holding a hand. But I says, now it's time for me to get a kiss. <laughs> and now, good, good night, kiss. <laughs> I says, that was about over by, uh, about almost a year, year and a half. Really? Yeah. yeah. So we used to go out. We used to go to the officer's club because of my uh, future brother-in-law, he was an officer. But it, it was a civilian working for the government, but in every uniform was a civilian because it was uh, an engineer, electronic. He used to work on a PT boat. And uh, so we can go to any uh, officer's club anytime I want to with, with them. And uh, so what happened? I said, now it's time for me to get a kiss goodnight. And when I said when we got at home, I was trying to get a, a close to her to give her a kiss. I just slammed the door right on my face. <laughs> <laughs> she slammed the door right on my face. I says, "Okay, well, you know, it takes time." <laughs> and uh, you know that the what do you call it? the squirrels that hit the chew on the nut until mm -hmm. it's going to crack. Mm -hmm. I says, okay, I'll, I'll take my time. I have no, I'm not in a hurry. And that time went by and then I, everything's fine. And then she obviously said yes when you proposed. Yeah, she said yes. She said it was okay for me to, and I gave her the ring. I laughed that she was engaged with me when I left her from there to come to this country. And then, so when you get back in 66, then your family was here when you got back. Yeah, when I got back, my mother and, and all the siblings that were over here. And what were they doing? Like, the restaurant wasn't up and running by that point. No, not yet. Yeah, no, okay. no. 
So what were they doing, like, on a day-to-day uh, basis, your family? My mother was at home. My father was working for a laundry company, and I can't remember the name. Of it. it was by the airport, and he was working there. I went back and tried trying to work with uh, Rocco mm-hmm. on a part-time basis, and, and then finally I said, could do a fun job with the ice cream company. After the ice cream company, uh, they closed. In 1970, I started working for Simon Brothers. And uh, I worked with them for about 18 years. Then I had a back injury and I had to, to quit. I couldn't work anymore. So that takes you to mid to late 80s. And before we jump to that, what was the plan when you got back in 66 to get your fiance over? Well, I told her I was going to come back over here Mm -hmm. because in uh, Okinawa, not in Okinawa itself, but in the military, if you're trying to get married with uh, any of this uh, Oriental, no matter what kind of nationality they are, they won't let you. They they're trying to talk to you that uh, you know this is a, a not good for you. That you're gonna you're gonna get married. Or if you don't get married, then they know that they're gonna divorce you, and uh, the government has to support them. And so they they give you all the kind of stories and things like that, so they can try to wash your mind not to get married. Mm-hmm. But I told her I says. No, you don't have to get married now. I says, I'm going to go home one year, and then one year I'll come back and pick you up. That's what I did. A year later, I went back, and we got married there. In the Philippines? No, in Okinawa. Oh, in Japan. Japan, yeah. yeah. I got married in Okinawa. So you get married in Japan, and then you come back. Right. And she was all on board for that. There was no uh, she homesickness. Had, she had no sh- no choice. <laughs> we got married. We got married. Why she has to come? Yeah, we got. It, I'll tell I you one thing. I assume she had never heard of South Bend. No, she never. No, heard, no, no, no. But I'll tell you one thing that uh, that married that when I got married, and I went back to Gera, I had to pull a string over here from South from South Bend. I had to talk to. Um, What's his name? Uh, the congressman. To that, I was going to go to Okinawa and get married, but I says I don't want to leave her there. I want to bring her back. He told me, he says you go there at the American embassy and say and find the consular at the American embassy. And by the time you get there, there should be a letter waiting for you there at the American Embassy. So George, no, it was not George Stratagas, but there was a, I can't remember the name of the, the senator that uh, that I talked to him right now. That's off of my mind. But when I got there, I went to the American Embassy. I says, I'm so-and-so. I says, I've been waiting for you. He says, I had a letter from the congressman. 
that uh, you're going to be married and you want to take your wife with you. He says, you know, it's going to take a long time. I says, well, long, what is a long time? I says, I only have 30 days. Oh, no, he says, it can't be done in 30 days. He says, uh, you know, it takes about a year or two before you can, but let's see what I can do. So I started pulling the, get the, some of the majors in, in the Navy, uh, pulls uh, some the guys in the Philippines trying to clear because you need a clearance from the Philippines and you need a clearance, police clearance from Okinawa too. So we got this in about, about 10 days. I was there in uh, November 1st, November 20, we got married. And November 29, the consul gave me the passport for her and leave the island. Those people, those Okinawan people, he says, it's the first time I ever seen anybody leaving the island this fast. <laughs> they didn't like it. They didn't like it because I was bypassing them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's their their country, and so I was bypassing them. And they're going to, to the consular to talk to him. And uh, they didn't like it. There was not a piece of cake that they wanted to eat it. <laughs> I says, well, I'm sorry, but I, I don't want to leave my wife over here. She's got to come home with me. And we left. So what were her first thoughts upon arriving in South Bend? Uh, I don't know. She was a little better, maybe disappointed because it was, we had to live with my mother and my father and my mm -hmm. parents for about a couple of two months, mm -hmm. two or three months. But then uh, we bought a, buy a home and we lived our, on our own. So earlier you kind of stopped your story at like 87, 88. That's about the time the tailor shop started. Can you take us through how the tailor shop, because now um, I should mention it, you own Parisi's tailor shop you have for, you know, 30-ish years. Right. Um, take us through how you decided to start the tailor shop and what the early days were like. Well, the reason we started the tailor shop because I, uh, I started working for Simon Brothers and uh, when I heard my back as uh, Simon brother, Simon brother used to let me go. And since I had the, the, uh, you know, I had to learn how to do be tailoring. I I figured I says uh, I told my wife I says, well, why don't we open the business? Why don't we open the tailor shop? He says, well, I says I know I cannot do any other work. I says maybe this is going to help us to, to survive in some way or another. And so she started working at, at the time with the Robertson because she was working. She knew that uh, a lot of on jewelries, and she worked at, in Okinawa on a jewelry store. So she knew most all about her, what jewelry, uh, you know, the worth or whatever else. And she worked for Robertson a few years. And then Robertson... That, they didn't let it off, but they given the South Bend Community School that a program for uh, uh, kids to teach math, and uh, she they hire they hire at the South Bend Community School, and she worked with the school uh, 
for five years teaching math uh, kids with the computers. They're computerizing some some new uh, system that uh, trying to help the kids who doesn't know too much of a math. And so she started working with them. And then she got pregnant. We started having the kids, and then you know, and uh, she had to let go. Uh, she was taking it. The kids at school, she was still working with the school system. But when the, uh, once the kids started getting bigger, and then uh, she, not she quit. They said that program was uh, stopped, it was canceled, so then couldn't do any, keep her anymore. So they let her go. So then she joined you, and you had the, the, the tailor shop? Yeah, we, we had the tailor running. shop in 1987. And uh, that's when we started having the business. And then I, we trying to get the Notre Dame because Notre Dame would have been a big, uh, you know, big operation. And we did. We sent a letter to the ROTC. And I've been doing the ROTC for all this time up to now. And you're still running the tailor shop? Yeah, I don't know if I still yeah. do run that <laughs> job. You're trying uh, to retire. Yeah. But. <laughs> I'm trying to retire, yes. And then um, your brother started the restaurant. So Parisi's Restaurant is Parisi's a restaurant, restaurant, I think, started in 1970, 77, 78, some place there. I, I, I couldn't remember the date. It sucked the date. But they, Was it always at its current location? No. It was a... Uh, there's a car dealership right now where the, the restaurant it used to be a little little small room uh, my mother says that uh, we're gonna open a restaurant I said who, who are you gonna open a restaurant with it says your brother Roberto I says okay that's fine they asked me if I wanted to be on the restaurant business says, no I don't I had worked already on the restaurant too when I came to this country. At, at Rocco's, yeah. At Rocco's, and I worked with uh, Caprice. Mm -hmm. It was a Caprice restaurant, and I did work for them, but I didn't stay too long. It was just about a few weeks, three, three or four weeks, because it was too much too much work. They were really busy, and I was the only one trying to help, and they, they didn't want to pay for it, and I said, forget it, I'm not going to work for that. Peanuts. Yeah, right. So, to go back a little bit, what was, I'm curious as to when you arrived, and it was 1960, right? When you right, arrived, right. What was South Bend like in 1960? South Bend was a lot of, right now, where is it, uh, 23, has a lot of vegetation, a lot of trees, a lot of uh, land that there never been, never been developed. And uh, you, I used to walk from Sad, from Notre Dame all the way down to South Van Avion to the to the second restaurant where I used to have at the Embers. But then I started working for him. I didn't want to go there to spend from one o'clock in the afternoon because he had to go in and prepare the food. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to go there early. Uh, I want to take my time, so I was walking from there to the restaurant, from North Dam Avenue all the way down to the to the restaurant. Then finally, I decided to buy a car, but it was a lemon. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it would run for me for a little bit, and then it quit. All of a sudden, it would have quit. So I. So did you have, you mentioned when you were younger, you wanted to be a mechanic. Did, did you end up with any mechanic skills? No, no. I didn't want to fool around with the car. Especially, I didn't know what kind of, uh, you know, how that works over here. But the other thing it is that at the time um, I was called to go into service, so I, I gave it back. I, re, I, I voluntarily repossessed. So they took it back, and they couldn't charge me anything because of the government. What is, so current current day, um, what's your favorite couple things about South Bend? I mean, South Bend is, so is on the United States or the American side of things, South Bend is your home. I mean, it's the only home you've known that's here. That's the only thing. Only... What's a couple of your favorite things? I don't know what to tell you about that because I, restaurant, uh, I go to the Paris every now and then, but other than that, my wife cooked all of them. I've had your he, wife's cooking, so he has. And, <laughs> and and you and I both like that Filipino food. So we're talking pancit, chicken adobo. Uh, well, yeah. What are some of your favorite dishes? Oh, the pancit and the chicken adobo, it's my the best. I, I, I love the pancit because you, you can eat it and you never get full. And for our, our local listeners, if you go to Whole Foods, they'll see some pasta sauce with your mom's Right. Photo on there. Right. And you recommend that sauce? It's pretty oh, good. Oh, sure do. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, it <laughs> is good. Hey, they used it at the restaurant. When they opened their little restaurant on 23, um, people, they were starting, they were in line outside. Really? Waiting to get in. And, it, and there was not enough room. I think there was about six or seven tables. Wow. To go to inside. Parisi was a, a, really a, a, a name at the time. I think it still is anyway because I had seen oh, it yeah. from the restaurant, oh, yeah. you know. It, but, it, you know, the sauce, the quality of the sauce, I think it's impeccable. You know, people love it. So would you rather have a spaghetti with that sauce or a uh, Filipino spread? You could only pick one. I don't know. I, I missed my mother's sauce for, you know, for any reason. That's your, your, uh, the origin yeah. of the family, original recipe. But the, the Filipino food is, I, I like too. That's uh, my wife. That. Beside that, my wife can cook that sauce. Oh, yeah. She yeah. learned how to do it. Yeah, she, she can throw down some pasta yeah, too. Yeah, she can cook the sauce. She can make that. It comes close to that, but. She can make the sauce. She makes the meatballs. She makes the um, arancini, which is a you know it's a different rice recipe now. Everybody makes the arancini, but nobody's gonna go can match that. So if it's let's say it's your birthday and Anita comes to you, and she says, "Whatever you want for dinner tonight, I'm preparing." What are you asking for? Chicken adobo. Chicken adobo. That's yeah, what you're asking for. Right. Okay. Chicken adobo. It's the best. What about any kind of dessert are you asking for? For dessert, the, she makes a rice cake. Yeah. That's, a, that's good, too. That's a sweet rice. Made it with, um, you cook the rice, and then you put the uh, brown sugars, and you put the coconut, uh, coconut, uh, shred coconut on top of it. But that's not dry shredded coconut. That's in the bottle. They call it macapun. 
and that's a, a string, a coconut, and you put it right on top, and, and then you put them in the oven and bake it, and they come. It's delicious. So, being an Italian, are you a pretty big fan of wine? Yeah. You like the dry or sweet? I like the sweet. Yeah. I go for Moscato. I always did love Moscato when I was in Italy. When I came to this country, I was disappointed because I couldn't find it. Even uh, the really, yeah, yeah, I can't find it now. It's a, it's all over the place. People get to know Moscato red mm -hmm. and, and pink and and white, but at the time I couldn't even find the rosé wine. Yeah, you couldn't find it, anything like that. Um, and I wanted to run because this is a pretty Im impressive list uh, as well so for our listeners so that's con that's family one way or another either it's relation or through marriage a list of all the restaurants that are somehow related to you as far as relation um we're talking so Rocco's which is right. now relation um McCree's McCree's is my first cousin Rocco is my uh, Rocco uh Warren uh, it's my first cousin on my father's side. So we have McCree's, Rocco's, Carmela's obviously. Carmela's my MD. cousin, yeah. Um, Villa McCree. Villa McCree, it's a relation. Parisi's obviously. Parisi is my brother. Am I missing any? No, I mean, you don't. I mean, all the Italian hot spots. No, it, it, see, the problem, the thing was this. When I came over here, well, after I came over here. Uh, Mimo's. Mimo's Pizza, obviously. Yeah, well, when I came over here, um, my mother's sister, not my mother, I'm sorry, it's uh, my father, my two sister or my father, which is uh, Mela's mother and... Carmela's uh, mother, okay. Carmela's mother and Warren's mother. They were two sisters of my father. And when he came, we, he moved the whole family over here, they decided, because they were citizens themselves, too. They came with American passport. So they decided to come over here in South Bend. So those are uh, relations. Warren, that's my first cousin. Mel, my first cousin. Um, Dominic, Shiraba, that's my first cousin. his son is the owner of Mimo's Pizza. The son. Yep, his yeah. son, Blake, his son is the owner Blake of Mimo's Pizza. Mimo's so pizza. Blake's dad, Blake, Dominic, is your second, second cousin. cousin? Okay. Yeah. And so, and all from the same area. So, like, did you know Dominic growing up? Blake's dad, Dominic uh, Shripa. Oh yeah, it was, yeah, he was a little little boy. He yeah. was a little kid <laughs> when I, I left him. A little troublemaker. Yeah, I still. He was working. He was working as a, as a bricklayer. But yeah, he uh, did mason work. I mean, pretty much no, his entire life. Mason, mason work. He started over here, not in there. Oh really? Yeah, and, yeah. and in in Italy, it was a bricklayer. That's tough work. Yeah, it was a bricklayer. And when they came over here, started working with the mason company with the Romano, and that's where he, he got an expertise on um, laying tiles. So I mean, worse comes to worse, you'll never go hungry wanting Italian food in this city. No, you'll always be I don't taken care so. of. No, never, <laughs> never, never, never. What's your favorite Italian curse word? You can say it, it's fine. Favorite. How what do you kind? say it? What kind of word? A uh, curse word. Curse word? Yeah. But fanculo. Oh, you're going to have to say it slower so I can get it. How do you say it? Vai. Vai. A fun. A fun. Culo. Culo. Okay. You, I mean, people can Google if they want to know what it is, but it's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we, so we had a. Uh, 
Um, so I'll probably mention it in the intro, but uh, you are my wife's grandfather. So we just had our Thanksgiving celebration last night, and I know people were asking you for translations for 30 minutes on things that right, they hear their parents right, say throughout right. the years. And you still, I'll hear you and uh, Vince have a conversation. Vince would be my father-in-law, um, your daughter's husband. And you guys will go back and forth between Italian and English, it seems like mid-sentence. Is well, that on purpose, or are you just saying no, the easiest No, 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 word? just because it, some words, no, for, and no other reason, sometimes we, we go with the dialect, because the dialect is easy. But I can t- I can speak the regular Italian, you know, the correct Italian. I it'd been fifty four years, but I still know. So you how don't to even do know it. when you're going back and forth between the two languages, really. You're just no, talking. Yeah, you're just talking. We know yeah. we, we say it, and that's it. And it, and it if you, we don't want it, somebody to understand what we're talking then about, then that's a switch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it's on purpose. Yeah, that's yeah. a switch. <laughs> You know, and that's why we do we you do that. But other than that, I have no problem. You know, speaking Italian or speaking in mm-hmm. English. So, a um, couple more questions, and then we'll let you wrap up and get out of here. Uh, how often do you get to go back to Italy now? My first trip in Italy was after thirty-two years. So you were here. So you, thirty-two years after arriving here, or after getting back from Vietnam? No, after. Came in this country. So sixty. So it would have been like early nineties then. Right. Wow. Ninety two. I think. What was, it was it like going back after thirty years? It was uh, a total different. I find the, my uh, my hometown total different. The stretch that they used to be divided by the river between <clears throat> my hometown and next town to it, which is Siderno. Um, there was no stretch anymore because it was all houses. Wow. When I left, there was all vegetation, trees and bushes and, and everything. When I got there, everything has new homes. And, and so you, 30 years is a lot of a lot of time to... And we're talking southern Italy, right? Yeah, well, yeah. my hometown, yeah, yeah. in southern Italy. So where you're from is down kind of like on the boot. Right? Way down to the boot. Yep. Um, and then you still, I think it was, what, five, six, seven years ago, maybe you got to go back. So you're... Your daughter Marilyn, she married Vince, who was from the same, same area, time. right? Yeah, same 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 same, 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 same area. area. Uh, so when you guys go back, it, it works well because everyone's from the same area. You get to go back. Is there still quite a bit of family there when you go back? I do have a lot of cousins, but uh, I have um, my mother's sister still living. She's ninety-two. Ninety-two. Yeah, yeah but she's bedridden and she's in bad shape, but uh, she's still living. She's still living. And I you also a, go back to Anita's side, too, sometimes. I know you've been to the Philippines. I've been to the Philippines two times. Enjoy it? You enjoy I love the Philippines. You love it? I yeah. like to go back and retire really? there. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, like, I love to retire there. But they, she doesn't want She doesn't want to retire because she wants to. If she goes go there, she wants to live in the city. Yep. I wanted to live close to the beach. Close uh, to I don't where blame the water you. Is. You want to relax a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I want to live close to yeah. the beach where the water is. And they have a place, a beautiful place close to the beach. But they take a transportation. You have to to live from, from Manila to go to a certain place, you know, to research where it's a, a nice place. How long is that plane ride to the Philippines? 18 hours. How'd you do with that? <laughs> oh, I, I go to sleep and yeah, wake you... <laughs> up. I go to sleep and wake up. 
<laughs> and then they have a movie on the on the on the plane, so you you know, watch a movie all the whole way. I have no problem traveling on a plane. She does. Yeah. She, she goes a little stir crazy. Yeah, she doesn't. She, I I don't know if she gets sick some some way or another. But the, see, when I came to this country with the with the ship, I had a head heavy. Look, I had a big weight on top of my head, and you know, but I think it was because of the going yeah. up and down with the waves, the motion, you know, yeah. the boat, the motion. But I think I don't get a sick. She does. She would get sick, and so I think that's what it is for her in a plane. Awesome. Well, I, th I think we pretty much covered everything. Uh, it's quite the story. Yeah. <laughs> From last, uh... last trip I made to Italy was in 2010. Uh, if everything's well, I got my passport. I just got my I've passport. I've been telling you, let's go. <laughs> Even if it's just you and me, I just got let's the just load up I on a train say, and let's I go. I just got the passport. Train, plane. <laughs> yeah. I just got the passport the last week. So you're ready to rock. I'm ready to go. Let's get a flight. Let's get out of here tomorrow. Nah. <laughs> No, I have. You to, have to take me to northern Italy too, though, because I've yeah, never been. Yeah, we so can, like we, Rome, if you go, Venice. You go, if you go, uh, we're gonna go to my hometown, and then from my hometown come back up, and then go. You take Rome. a train. We or can take a bus, if you. Oh, a bus will run from oh, your run hometown up to run, northern Italy. Yeah, cool. yeah. If you don't, but the way I did when we went back there, we we flew from Rome to to Reggio. And they pick us up from Reggio and go to my hometown. About an hour, car, an hour with the car, mm -hmm. and uh, so you, you get my hometown. But it, it, see, my wife I don't want to go to my hometown because there's not much, nothing to see. See what I mean? There's not much to see in there for her. You know, for me, I have. It is the beach, though, isn't it? Or oh close yeah, to the beach, beautiful yeah. beach. Yeah. That's the best beach you can you can get it. Really, the yeah. water, the water. It's a clear. You can see the fish right there, oh, the minnows. Man. Yeah, that's the best place. Um, sand, nice sand. When the, the if the weather is not too bad, and the sea it's calm, you know, and then you you can see the clear, no uh, muddy water, no nothing. Just clear as a glass. Just gorgeous. Yeah, that's glass. When it gets kind of edged a little bit, and then you have a um, like the the sand, uh, it just uh, cloudy a little bit, and then when it gets real tough and it gets bad, uh, washes away the sand. But you get the pebbles, you got all kinds of pebbles on uh, on the beach. But you go a little farther from the pebbles, and you got nice white sand. So I I like I said, my last trip was in 2010. I think it's time to go back. Um, yeah, it is time to go back. And um, we went to Rome. I went to Florence. I went to Switzerland. I went to Germany. Other than y where you're from, what's your favorite city in Italy? I like Rome. Rome? Rome, yeah. yeah. Rome, it's all the history. It's better, yeah, all the history, all, you know, uh, think of that. On. Some good food there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah good food. Yeah, uh, if you like a salami and cheese and and bread and wine, that's that you can that's find the place right to be. In, oh, yeah, gelato. Yeah, oh yeah, the yeah. ice cream it's around the corner. 
Yeah, you know me. That's where I'm at. You're screaming. That's around the corner. Where you at? You got your pizza. You got the restaurant. Big restaurant if you want to go to the big restaurant. But most of the time, it think of this. I was in Rome. I stayed in the house where Mussolini was living. Wow. Okay. And Mussolini was living in that apartment. I stayed there uh, because uh, my son-in-law's sister used to rent that, and we stayed there. But we get all, we got out of there at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and we didn't go back in the, till 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> we didn't get back until 5 o'clock in the morning. We started walking. We went to get a gelato ice cream and then from there we walked and we went to Piazza de España the Spanish Steps and we went up there we went um, uh, Fountain of Trevi we, we, we saw all the fountains that you want to see it okay and all the people they're friendly you see all the uh, Spanish Steps it's the best that's the best and Fountain of Trevi you see all, everything in there. Awesome. Before we stop here, yeah. how old are you now? I'm 80 years old. 80 years old? So, uh, I'll be 81 in January 18. Sounds like it's a good time to head to the Philippines and find a spot <laughs> yeah, on the that, beach and retire. That's right. All right. I, wanted to, I wanted to go back to the, <laughs> I'm planning to go back to Italy. And uh, last year I couldn't make it, but this year I, we'll God make it will, happen. I think I'm going to we'll make, make it. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming by, especially on Thanksgiving sure. Day. Yes. Been wanting to do this for a while. Yeah. Hope you had a good time. I am. I'm very happy to. I can do this. Please. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Dominic. Yeah.